0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان احسن الكلام كلام الله وَخَيْرَ الْهُدَى هُدَى مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَإِنَّ شَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارٍ So today insha'Allah is our final lesson on the story of Musa Ali Salaam, and the great tyrant Fir'aun uh, as occurs in the Qur'an and In this lesson, we are going to look at the destruction of Fir'aun after he had rejected all of the signs that Allah had shown him by way of the miracles granted to Musa and by way of those great calamities that Allah brought in the form of lice and frogs and the the, the the rivers turning into blood, and those major portents that we discussed in uh, the previous lesson. So it's important to understand that um, in the story of Fir'aun, we saw from the very beginning that Allah instructed Musa to go to him and to speak with him in a gentle way, perhaps he might take admonition. And so when we follow the story, we see that every single type of way or means by which Fir'aun would come to the truth was put in front of him. Whether it was, as we've just seen, gentle speech, an admonition, a reminder, and then after this, arguments by way of fitra the natural inclination, and then arguments by way of reason to address the various shubuhat, the misconceptions which he brought, and to repel them, and to establish the rububiyyah of Allah. And in turn, how Fir'aun countered this with fallacious arguments, false arguments, false reasoning, attacking the person of Musa rather than addressing the arguments accusing him of being a magician, accusing him of trying to gain power over the people, try, and all these other types of uh, diversions and tactics which you know are not, are not addressing <coughs> the actual thing which Musa al-Islam was calling him to. And then after the argument of reason failed, Musa al-Islam then said to him, what if I showed you a clear sign, a clear sign which is mu'bin apparent. And so then he showed him the, uh, the, the 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 staff turning to the snake and then pulled out his hand and it became white. And then this was the basis for the accusation of magic, that we can do better than this. And so then he brought all of his magicians and sorcerers. And then in that event, we saw that the magicians were forced to believe because they knew that what Musa, what he brought, it could not be magic. It wasn't the tricks and deceptions that, that they were using or the use of jinn. Rather, it it was something that men and jinn were were incapable of uh, achieving. So then they believed. And then after this, Fir'aun continued and his people continued in his arrogance, and then they were resolved to destroy Musa A.S. Then that man came, and the man then came, the believer from the people of Fir'aun, the family of Fir'aun, he then admonished them and warned them about the nations of the past, how they'd been destroyed and brought again, reinforced the arguments of Musa Ali salam, of rububiyya, aluhiyya, still they didn't listen. And then came the great tremendous signs, the tremendous signs at the very end. And so we discussed them in the in the previous uh, lesson. So this now comes to the stage where we see uh, that Fir'aun is going to perish, and we'll take this story up inshallah ta'ala, Uh, from this final chapter from Ibn Kathir, so he says that when the people of Egypt, when they basically wallowed in their disbelief, so they had wallowed in their disbelief, this nation following its tyrannical ruler, Fir'aun, this Taghut, and they wallowed in their disbelief, and their arrogance, and their stubborn rejection. And in all of this, they were following Fir'aun, their leader, and they were in opposition to the Prophet of Allah, Musa Alayhi Salaam. and um, despite all of the clear evidences which Allah had established upon them, the various miracles that we saw, they saw with their own eyes, they saw things which would make the intellects to become bewildered, they saw these things with, with their eyes. Yet despite all of this, as Ibn Kathir says, لا يرعوون ولا ينتهون وَلَا يَنْزَعُونَ وَلَا يَرْجِعُونَ وَلَمْ يُؤْمِنْ مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلٌ So despite all of this, they didn't have, you know, they didn't withhold or return or have any fear. And none of them believed except except a small number of them. So how many actually believed? Well, Ibn Kathir says that there were three of them. There were three. First of all, it was the wife of Fir'aun. And we don't really have too much information, as Ibn Kathir says, that the people of the book in what they relate has not much information regarding that. And then the believer from the family of Fir'aun, he was a second believer. And the third one was that man who, when Musa killed one of the, the, you know, the, the, the Egyptians, and then this man came to warn him that, that, that the Fir'aun and his people were going to get him, that particular man, he was also a believer. And so this is related from Ibn Abbas and others. And also it is mentioned the magicians, but the magicians had already been killed. They accepted Islam, but they were killed by Fir'aun uh, when, they, when they accepted Musa alayhi So from those who remained, there was a very small number, and this is indicated in the statement of Allah Fama فَمَا آمَنَ Musa إِلَّا ذُرِّيَّةٌ مِنْ قَوْمِهِ على خوف من فرعون وملئه ان يفتنهم so none believed in musa alayhis except a small group and this group here from this zuriya speaking about fir'aun illa zuriyatun min qaumihi from the people of fir'aun out of fear of fir'aun and his leaders lest they be put to trial wa inna fir'auna la'alim fil ard wa innahu musrifin Indeed, Firaun was very haughty and you know, uh, seeking ascendancy upon the earth, and indeed he was from the transgressors. So here, when it says "illa zuriyatum min homihi," except a small faction or a group or offspring from his people, this is referring back to Firaun, from the people of Firaun. And so here, Ibn Kathir explains and comments upon this ayah. That indeed, la 'Alim fil 'Ard, Meaning he was a jabbar, an arrogant, a tyrant, anid, stubborn, musta'lin, seeking authority al-Haq upon other than the truth. Laminal And indeed he was from among the transgressors. So as we've seen, in all of the affairs he was a transgressor. In everything that he did, and it is inevitable, as Ibn Kathir says, that this type of conduct, or this type of behavior, and this type of this type of crime, it is going to end. In it's going to destroy itself. This type of persistent crime and arrogance that a person commits in this manner, it will eventually destroy itself. It will lead itself to its own destruction, and this is why. At this particular particular. Uh, moment in the story, Allah Azza uh, He, he, uh, Musa Al Islam says, as is uh, mentioned by Allah Azza Wajal, "Ya Qaum, in kuntum amantum bil Allah, faleehe towkalu in kuntum muslimin." O oh people, if you have truly believed in Allah, then place your reliance upon Him. If you are truly Muslims, so this now is the stage in which Fir'aun is going to be destroyed. And it is upon the Bani Israel to place all of their trust and reliance upon Allah in this, in this very difficult time. فَقَالُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ ربنا So they said upon Allah, our Lord, have we placed our trust. And رَبَّنَا لَا فِتْنَةً لِلْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ O oh our Lord, do not make us a trial for a transgressing people. ونجنا بِرَحْمَتِكَ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ And deliver us, save us, through your mercy, from a disbelieving people. So here Ibn Kathir says that he ordered them to have tawakkul upon Allah, to seek aid from Allah, to recourse to Him, to seek refuge in Him, and so that Allah can make for them a way out of this very difficult situation. So it is here now that the guidance comes from Allah, the guidance to Musa and the Bani Israel, to start to prepare for their uh, exit and their departure from Fir'aun, thereby leading Fir'aun to his own destruction in the process. So Allah Zajjal, he says, "Wa ahuhi na Musa wa And we inspired or revealed to Musa and his brother, and tabwaa li qoumikumaa bi Misr, biyuta wa yjgalu biyutakum qiblatan wa wa bashir al We inspired to Musa and his brother that you should prepare your people in in Misr, that they should prepare their houses and to make them into a qibla and to establish the prayer and to give glad tidings to the believers. So this now is the initial notification from Allah that something is going to happen and that the believers should turn to salah, to prayer and that they should give glad tidings, rejoice because of what is to come. So now Ibn Kathir explains that the meaning of what is meant in this ayah about taking the houses as a qibla, what does it actually mean? And uh, there are two interpretations of this that are given by the scholars that Ibn Kathir summarizes. The first is that what is meant by this is that you should make your homes to be distinct from the homes of those uh, Misri, you know, the Egyptians. Because you are about to depart, then somehow you should put a sign on your homes to make them distinct, so that when you leave, you know who is who and what is what, and you can leave together without leaving anyone behind, and you know whose home is, is whose. This is one interpretation of what it means in this ayah, to turn your house into a pebble. The second meaning, is that it means to turn them into masajid. And the reason for that was, because they were oppressed, and they were unable to manifest their religion openly, then they were forced, or they were ordered, to turn their houses into masajid, rather than you know, going out and openly praying in congregation where they would be seen. So, uh, in this interpretation, is uh, it means that seek aid and assistance from Allah, from the hardship you are in by turning your homes into places of worship and to perform abundant salah within your homes uh, as we see in another part in the Quran that to seek aid from Allah by way of sabr and by way of prayer as occurs in Surah Al-Baqarah so this is the second interpretation and uh, that Ibn Kathir mentions, and then he goes on to mention another passage in Surat Yunus, and in this passage Allah Azza Jal, he says, وَقَالَ Musa, wa wa fil an oh, So Musa says, O oh, our Lord, indeed you have given Fir'aun and his leaders... Beauty and wealth in the life of this world, O our Lord, that they may misguide others, by which they misguide others from Your path. So we see here in this in this part, Musa al Islam is now making du'a. Again, he's going to make du'a against Fir'aun and his people. He says, رَبَّنَا تَمِسْ عَلَى أَمْوَالِهِمْ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى So now he makes dua against them and he says, Oh, our Lord, destroy their wealth and constrict their hearts so that they do not believe until at the point of them seeing the punishment, the painful punishment. So Allah he says, وَلَا So he said, your supplication of both of you, meaning you and Harun, has been answered, so now remain upright, and do not follow the path of those who do not know. So this now we see in this dua, Ibn Kathir says, commenting on this passage, he says, this is a tremendous dua, which Musa islam has spoken with, And he made it against the enemy of Allah, Fir'aun. And he made this dua out of anger, out of anger for the sake of Allah Why? Because Fir'aun and his people, because of their tremendous arrogance away from following the truth, and because they hindered people from the path of Allah, and because of their stubbornness and their arrogance, and continuing upon falsehood, and arrogantly rejecting the truth, which is wadih, jali, it's something that's apparent and clear, it is hissi, it is, you know, it, it is something you can feel and perceive. So uh, he says Rabana Firauna Zinatan Dunya. O our Lord, you have given Fir'aun and his people wealth and beautification in the life of this world, Rabana oh, Our Lord, that they may misguide others from your path and so we see here this is an allusion now to those people who like we see in our times we see tremendous wealth tremendous riches which are held by the people of disbelief tremendous beauty uh, beautification uh, tremendous uh, pastimes entertainment that you see by which they misguide the people of the earth the people of the earth and a believer would be like you can imagine the Bani Israel, how they felt in this scenario with Fir'aun and the tremendous, you know, the rivers flowing beneath him, the riches in his possession, the leaders that he has with him, the magicians at his, possess- and all these things that are there that, that, that are present. Tremendous amount of material possessions by which he is misguiding others from the path of Allah. And so within. This story as we shall see later on from Imam al-Sa'di rahimahullah, uh, from the benefits that he takes from this story, that these stories which are being told in the Qur'an are for the benefit of the believers and as a reminder for the believers. And so we see likewise in our time when uh, the people of of disbelief, uh, people of shirk and kufr have tremendous riches and tremendous resources at their disposal. And how they use these riches and these resources in order to undermine the Rububiyyah of Allah, to undermine, to deny his existence and to undermine his Rububiyyah and to alter the creation of Allah, to take people away from their fitrah, from worship from wanting to worship Allah, and instead to follow their desires, obey their whims, follow their lusts and to alter the actual, the natural state of the creation of Allah, to alter the creation of Allah, like they are playing with the minds of children and the youth in confusing them about their gender, about their masculinity or their femininity, and just altering the whole structure and the fabric of society. All of this is from arrogant, stubborn uh, disbelief and arrogance in front of the signs of Allah, Allah Against the the ayat of Allah Azzawajal. so fir, uh, the, the the Musa is mentioning how they use this wealth and these tremendous riches to misguide the people and to hinder them from the path of Allah Azzawajal. And he uh, Ibn Kathir explains he mentions what they had of like fortresses and palaces and clothing, beautiful clothing, uh, uh, all of the um, everything that you could imagine which is luxury and riches and a, 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 a vast open uh, expansive life, all of this is in relation to the dunya, right? So they never used any of that for the deen, for the correct sound deen. So here then Musal islam he says, رَبَّ نَطْمِسْ ala amwalihim." O our Lord, cause their wealth to perish, to be destroyed as Ibn Abbas and Mujahid explained, قلوبهم, And make it severe upon their hearts, so they do not believe, فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا حَتَّى الْعَذَابِ, uh, العذاب العليم. So that they do not believe up until, it's, meaning it's too late, and they see the painful punishment. So this dua from Musa is a dua in which he is angry, justifiably angry, and he's angry for the sake of Allah, not for himself. He's angry for the cause of Allah, for the sake of Allah, and for the sake of his deen, and for the sake of the evidences, the baraheen, that these people clearly saw and they witnessed and they evidenced with their own eyes. And this is similar, Ibn Kathir explains to the, to the dua of Nuh Salam, When Nuh Salam he said likewise, وَقَالَ نُوحُ الرَّبِّ لَا تَذَرْ عَلَى الْعَرْضِ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ إِنَّكَ إِنْتَظَرْهُمْ يُضِلُّ عِبَادَكَ وَلَا إِلَّا فَاجِرًا Kafara. He said, O oh, um, uh, uh, oh Lord, do not leave upon the earth anything of the disbelievers. For indeed, if you leave them, they will misguide your servants and they will not give birth except to one who is a sinful a, fajir, kafar, a sinful ungrateful one. So this is similar. Nuh he made this dua out of anger for the sake of Allah, for the sake of his deen. And so he likewise Musa alayhi salam made a similar dua. And this is because these people, as we as we've seen, these people with the vision of their eyes, they saw the truth. On many, many different occasions. They were made to understand the truth, and then they saw with the vision of their eyes the actual truth. And so this is. We sh- we shouldn't um, like in in the modern time we shouldn't be deceived by the, the 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 sophistries of the people of atheism and disbelief who say where is the signs of the proof of Allah where is the signs of Allah's existence we should know and understand clearly that al-hujjatu qāimah the proof is already established. The proof is is already there, it's established. Just the mere fact that a person is able to make rational speech is a proof of Allah's existence. Just the fact that you are able to consume food and that food is taken by your body and utilized after being broken down within the organs and then utilized to keep you alive that in itself is is a proof of allah's existence right the allah's existence is already established no doubt about it whatsoever all of these things are clear evidence of the fact that you are able to see right everything you experience on a daily basis the favors that you are experiencing on a daily basis all of that is proof of allah's existence the hujja is already established there's no there's no question about any of that all that we have are are feeble doubts. That's all they are, similar to the doubts of Fir'aun. They were diversions, making mockery of the truth, making mockery of Fir'aun, using false arguments, right? That's all it is. The truth is already established, it, it is visible, just with the sensory perception, the truth is already accessible to you. And to these people, the truth just like Fir'aun saw the signs with, with the vision of his eyes, then today the disbelievers, the atheists who study the creation of Allah, they likewise are seeing the signs of Allah with the vision of the eyes. When they see and they come to understand the nature of the cell, the biochemistry of the cell, and the the the, 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 the basis of life, how life functions and how everything is uh, uh coded it is coded information and how there are blueprints and body plans and there's regulation and all of this these people are actually seeing the ayat of Allah with their eye with the vision of their eyes they are seeing this just like the disbelievers of the past like firaun they were made to see that, that ayat you know that that they were that they were shown these people are seeing ayat in a different way They are seeing the ayat in the horizons and within their own souls. And this makes clear to them the falsehood that they believe, the fairy tales that they believe, that life is accidental, that life is random, that life, this is all absolute, this is nonsense. And they can see this with with their own eyes, yet they continue in their arrogant disbelief. So the point being that a point was reached where the arrogance and disbelief of Fir'aun was so clear and so disgraceful that the Prophet of Allah Musa Alayhi salam got justifiably angry and he made dua to Allah in this manner, with this tremendous dua. Pointing out in this dua that these people have simply used the wealth and the riches that they were given to hinder people from the path of Allah And justifiably, they should be punished and destroyed. And even to the degree that even they should not be given a chance to believe, because they been, have been given every single chance that a person could ever, ever want. So, with this dua, we see that Allah He responded to this dua. What did He say? He said, Indeed, your dua has been answered. فَاسْتَقِيمَا وَلَا سَبِيلَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ So he said, indeed, your, your, your invocation has been answered. So remain upright and do not follow the path of those who do not know. So the Mufassirun explain, that in making their exit from uh, the people of Fir'aun, the Bani Israel, they basically said to Fir'aun that we are going to leave, we are going to leave on a day on a day of celebration, when there was a day of celebration. They had a, a day of Eid that they had for Bani Israel. And so they um, wanted to do this, they wanted to... Um, Basically, surprise Firaun and leave in the night, right? So that they would have a head start. So, and also because they knew that Firaun was going to pursue them, so um, they told Firaun that we're going to leave and it will be on a day of celebration. And so they left during the night and uh, they made their way towards the Bilad of Sham, towards. Uh, Syria, that way. And when Fir'aun knew that they had gone through the night, then he gathered his people, and he became very, very angry, and he gathered all of his uh, leaders, and gathered his army, and he wanted to pursue them. So this story is then explained in Surah al shuara the 26th uh, surah. And so we'll read through the passage, and come back to it and comment upon it, inshallah ta'ala. So Allah, he says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا أَنْ إِنَّكُمْ Muttabaun. We inspired to Musa, take my servants by night. Right? So he was ordered to take them by night. Indeed, you shall be followed. فأرسل فرعون فأرسل فرعون so then Fir'aun sent out into the various cities people who were going to gather, meaning gather his army. Right so we sent out individuals to go and gather the people so they could go and pursue Bani Israel. He said inna indeed those are just a small band wa hum lana and indeed they have enraged us. This shows the anger that Pharaoh felt because they'd escaped from his clutches. Wa inna la hadirun indeed we all of us we are going to take precautions. فَأَخْرَجْنَاهُمْ مِنْ جَنَّاتٍ وَعُيُّونِ وَكُنُوزٍ وَمَقَامٍ كَرِيمٍ So we made them, meaning the, the Fir'aun and his people, we made them to leave, to come out of their gardens and their springs, and out of the, you know, from their treasures, and from the noble you know, places in which they were resident. Right? So we basically took them out by making them pursue the Bani Israel, we took them out from these places. Why? Because they want to be destroyed. كَذَلِكَ وَأَوْرَثْنَاهَا bani Thus, and we made the Bani Israel to inherit them. فَأَتْبَعُوهُمْ مُشْرِقِينَ So then Firaun and his people followed them in the direction of the east. So when it was in an easterly direction. فَلَمَّا Jama'an الْجَمْعَانِ قَالَ أَصْحَابُ مُوسَىٰ إِنَّا so when the two parties then met and saw each other the big the two parties Bani Israel and Fir'aun and his army the Bani Israel said to Musa indeed we are going to be reached we're going to be destroyed Alakalla, he said no inna ma'ya rabbi indeed with me is my lord he shall guide me For uhayna ila Musa an idrib so we inspired to Musa to strike the ocean, the sea, or the river, with his staff, فَكَانَ كُلُّ فِرْكٍ and so it split, and each side became as if it was a mighty, it was as if it was a huge mountain. وَأَزْلَفْنَا then ثُمَّ الْآخَرِينَ، then, مُوسَى وَمَنْ مَعَهُ أَجْمَعِينَ ثُمَّ أَغْرَقْنَا الْآخَرِينَ. So the passage continues that we basically we saved Musa and whoever was with him, all of them, and then we destroyed all of the rest, meaning the Firaun and his people. <inaudible> Indeed, in this is a sign, and most of them were not believers, wa in Narabaka Lahu al Rahim. Indeed, your Lord, he is mighty and merciful. So now commenting upon this passage, Ibn Kathir Rahim he says that what happened here is Fir'aun and his uh, soldiers pursued Bani Israel after them following their tracks. And they eventually met them in a place or at the time of sunrise in the east. And the two parties saw each other from a distance. And all of the two parties, as we said, they knew that basically it is either we're going to now argue and fight, it's going to turn up into a a conflict. So in this situation, the companions of Musa, the Bani Israel, they feared that they are now going to be destroyed. And they were stuck, in front of them was the ocean or the sea, and behind them were Fir'aun and his people. And so uh, they were surrounded by hills or mountains and every side, so basically there was no escape at all. So what happened here is that the Bani Israel, they uh, turned to Musa and they basically said that we're going to be destroyed. So Musa salam, he made dua, he told them that my Lord is going to guide me. And um, with him was Harun and Yusha bin Noon. And they were the three leaders of the Bani Israel in that time. Yusha bin Noon, Joshua, was from the scholars of Bani Israel, he was from the pious worshippers, and he also made him a prophet after Musa and Harun. So all of them were together in the situation with Fir'aun approaching, and the Bani Israel with them. So what happened in this situation is that believers got terrified, and he, Allah he told Musa al-islam to strike the ocean with the staff. And he says that the water of the ocean, it then began to stand and rise like two huge mountains. And Ibn Kathir goes on to explain that this is from the Qudra of Allah Azawajal. He simply says to a thing, be, and it is. And then he continues that uh, the people went through and walked through, including whatever horses they had with them whatever animals they had with them and we see in another part in the Quran in surah ta ha wa laqad ouhina ila musa an asribi ibadi fadrib lahum tariqan fil bahri so again the story is told in a slightly different way in surah ta ha and wa la takha fa fir'aunu bi junudihi faghashiya hum min al-yam ma ghashahum wa adalla fir'aunu qaumahu wa ma hada so Uh, basically the passage continues same as the previous passage that they went through the ocean and they were told not to fear and uh, Fir'aun followed them with his soldiers and the river or the ocean uh, it it drowned them and they were destroyed and Fir'aun misguided his people and did not give them any guidance. So again, Ibn Kathir is just re- repeating the story from different parts of the Qur'an which is told in slightly different ways. And uh, what we take from all of this is that all of the Bani Israel were completely saved and all of Fir'aun and his people were completely destroyed. As, <coughs> as we see in the ayah, Musa wa man Mahu ajma'in," That we saved Musa and everyone who was with him, all of them. ثُمَّ أَغْرَقْنَا الْآخَرِينَ And then we destroyed all of the others. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ وَمَا كَانَ أَكْثَرُهُمْ Indeed within this is a sign, but most of them are not believers. So then we see in another part of the Qur'an in Surah Yunus, another part of the story is told, وَجَاوَزْنَا بِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ أَلْبَحْرِ فَأَتْبَعَهُمْ فِرْعَوْنُ وَجُنُودُهُ بَغْيًا So we made Bani Israel to pass over the, 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 the sea and Fir'aun and his party, his soldiers followed them out of oppression and enmity until حَتَّى إِذَا أَدْرَكَهُ الْغَرَقْ until he was about to be drowned, he said أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا إِلَّا الَّذِي آمَنَتْ بِهِ بَنُوْ إِسْرَائِيلُ وَأَنَا مِنَ So as he was about to drown, he said, I believe that there is none which has the right to be worshipped except the one which Bani Israel have believed in. And I am among the Muslimin. So in response it was said to him, أَلْآنَ وَقَدْ قَبْلُ وَكُنْتَ مِنَ الْمُفْسِدِينَ now? Now? And yet you were disobedient before and you were from those the mischief makers? badanika نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدْنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةٍ وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا لَغَافِلُونَ So here, what happens in this story is that Fir'aun and his uh, people, when they saw Musa al-Islam rushing into the uh the, you know the dry bit in between the, the 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 two sides the soldiers of the army of pharaoh was looking at Fir'aun, what what are we going to do next so then he pharaoh followed them and then all his people followed them in as well and then as they followed them and all of them entered into in between the the the, the sea the parting of the sea then um allah azza he those mountains of water then fell on top of them and they were all destroyed. And as they were being destroyed, Allah جل, He showed the body of Firaun to Bani Israel so that it can be assigned to them because they were because they were they couldn't believe that he'd actually been destroyed. So his body was made to be tossed on top of the waves with his shield, so they could see that that's the shield of, of Fir'aun. And so they could Know for sure that basically he he had been he had been destroyed, and so um at this point, when he was drowning, he then said, "I believe, I now believe that there is nothing which has a right to be worshipped except the one whom the Bani Israel believed in, and uh, at this point, obviously, this was unacceptable to him um because he had been given ample opportunity, and so Allah he says, Indeed, those upon whom the word has been established, the word of you has been established, that they will not believe. Even if every single sign came to them until the point where they actually saw the painful punishment. Then we see in another passage, فَلَمَّا رأوا قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ وَكَفَرْنَا بِمَا به Now basically they've, they've rejected the shirk. When they saw our punishment, they said, we believe in Allah alone, and we disbelieve in that which we used to commit shirk with. Falam يَنْفَعُهُمْ Imanuhum لَمَّا رأوا Of no benefit would their faith be to them then, when they saw our punishment, التي قد خلت في عباده This is the Sunnah of Allah, which has already preceded among His servants, and there will the disbelievers be in be in loss. <coughs> so we see that here that the hujja had already been established. These people were not going to believe the hujja of the fitra, the Hudja of the hujja of just the sen- sensory perception. The of the benefits they experienced and all these favours of Allah, all this was clearly established upon them, alongside the ayat and the miracles and so on and so forth. So these people were not going to believe. So this is why the, the the dua of Musa was justified, and Allah answered this dua and he destroyed Firaun utterly and completely and his people, to the degree that even Jibreel Ali as we see in the authentic in the hadith, that Jibreel said to the Messenger Muhammad thereafter, that if only you had seen me when I was taking from the ocean and putting it into the, you know, the mud from the ocean and putting it into the mouth of Fir'aun, just in case that Allah's mercy might reach him. So I was, you know, um, basically hindering him from, from making that declaration. So Allah he says in response to what Firaun said, Al an Al Aseita kunta min Al mufsidin now you now now you believe. Whereas you were disobedient and you were a great you were a mischief maker before. So here Ibn Kathir says that this is stating that he refused to accept anything from Firaun. Because if this Firaun was returned back to the dunya he would have returned back to the very same things he was doing. This is what we mentioned a point before in one of the previous lessons, that there are some people of disbelief who even if they were made to die, resurrected, and then sent back again to live again, after they'd seen all of the signs of Allah and knew the truth, they would revert back to their disbelief. There are actually people who are like that. And so here... As as we see in another ayah in the Quran, ya there are some people who will say, ya ولا نكذب بآيات ربنا ونكون من المؤمنين. some people will say, woe to us that we should be returned, such that when we are returned back, be back to the to the life, we will not then reject the signs of our Lord, and we shall be among the believers. This is Surah Al-An'am, Surah six, verse twenty-seven, and so what did Allah return, uh, reply to them? He said, he said, he said, "Bal bada lahum, ma kanu min qabl." It has become clear to them that which they used to conceal before. la'adu anhu, wa innahum So he said that if they were to be returned back, if they were brought back, as they say then they would have returned back to the same thing that they were prohibited from. And indeed, they are liars. So we see here from this passage, clearly there are people who will wish if only they were returned back to the world, so that they can become believers, and so that they would not reject the signs of Allah. But Allah has said about them that if they were returned back, they would have, gone back to the very things they were prohibited from, from the disbelief and the shirk and the ingratitude and whatever else. So there are some people who are like that. And so Fir'aun was one of those such people. Um, so Ibn Abbas another said that the Bani Israel were doubtful about Fir'aun whether he died or not. And so Allah ordered the ocean to raise his body to the top, upon the top surface part of the water, and in other narrations it says that he was put on a piece of like land that was nearby, of, of, of uh, land near the ocean, so that everyone could see him with his shield and know that it was definitely him with his shield, with his arm and everything else. So they could be sure that he had been destroyed by Allah. And this is the meaning, nunajika bi badanik." This day will we save you with your body. Meaning, we shall make you uh, observable with your shield so that you will be a sign or a visible sign to those who will succeed you thereafter meaning the Bani Israel who will come after you and succeed you so um, he then quotes from Ibn Abbas عنه, a hadith that when the Prophet he came to Medina he saw the Jews there that they were fasting the day of Ashura and he said, what is this day that you are fasting? And they said, this is the day on which Musa alayhi salam, he was victorious over Fir'aun. And so the Prophet said to his people, you have more right, you have a greater right to Musa than them. So fast this day as well. And so that was the day on which Fir'aun was destroyed. And that brings us to the end of what Ibn Kathir rahim al- ta'ala, has mentioned about the destruction of Fir'aun. And we want to very quickly finish, while we have the time, uh, Imam al-Sa'di al- has some really, has a beautiful uh, summary of the benefits of this uh, story. And so while there are maybe 38 or 40 benefits, we don't have the time to go through all of them, but I want to just quickly mention some of the benefits that we can take uh, very quickly uh, as a reminder of many of the lessons that we've already taken uh, in the past nine or ten lessons inshallah ta'ala. So we'll quickly go through them and conclude our lesson. So the first of those benefits, it's not the actual first benefit, but I'm just selecting them from the list. But the first of those that we can extract is that these stories which are told about the signs of Allah and about the nations which came before, these are being told to us that we may benefit from them, and that we may illuminate ourselves by way of them. And Allah He mentions these stories for this particular purpose, for the purpose of the believers, and for their benefit, for their illumination, for their benefit. And so this is clearly stated in the Quran Natlu Alika minabusa yu'minun." We narrate to you, we relate to you from the story of Musa and Fir'aun in truth for a people who have iman, for a people who believe. So there is a purpose behind this story. It is all of these tremendous lessons that we, that we have seen. So this is number one, that these ayat of Allah are there to remind us, admonish us and to uh, you know, give us uh, strength and conviction and so on and so forth. Secondly, whenever Allah wants something to happen, He will then initiate the various causes and ways and means that will eventually lead to that outcome that He wants. Do you remember how we mentioned in one of the previous lessons? That look at how Allah destroyed Fir'aun, in that the very man who is going to be a cause of his destruction was entered into his household as a child meaning that you Fir'aun are going to raise, you are you are going to be the cause of your own destruction you are going to raise this child in your household which we will make into a prophet and then he will be a means of your destruction and you will spend from your own wealth and from your own resources to nurture this child who is going to be the cause of your destruction so meaning here that Allah when He wants something to happen, He will then initiate all of the the roots and the causes and the ways and the means, and that thing will inevitably take place at the specific time and point it is going to take place, and no one can escape these these asbab or these ways and means and causes that Allah puts into motion, in order to bring about His about His decree. So it is bit it is. Step by step, in gradual steps, and not all at once. And what this tells us as well, it gives us um, uh, some reassurance that you know, the fact that we don't see why is it that we do not see the people of shirk, the people of kufr, the people of disbelief? Why is it that we don't see any? Of the retribution of Allah with respect to them, why does it seem that everything is just nothing is happening Well, we shouldn 't think like this? Rather Allah you know everything is at its appointed time, and all of the ways and means, whatever Allah has you know, has uh, as part of his decree, those ways and means are in motion, whether we see them or not, and everything will be at its specified appointed time. We should have yaqeen in in, in this reality. This this is indeed what what is taking place. So That's the second thing. The third thing is that we take from this is that a weak nation, no matter how weak it has become, so meaning here, Bani Israel, no matter how subdued it was, how weak it was, then it should never ever become lazy from striving to... Uh, establish its you know, its hukuk, its rights and it shouldn't despair but it should rather it should always be looking at the highest affairs and using the ways and the means and especially if they are oppressed if they are مظلومين and this is how Allah جل, despite Bani Israel being weak downtrodden, oppressed having their children having their sons killed and you know, all of the oppression that was, you know, couldn't practice their religion right, meaning that even if you are weak or pressed into, to this degree, do not despair, do not falter, always have lofty objectives, always have lofty goals, and always use the ways and means, and inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give you a way out. Right? This is another lesson that we take from the hal of Bani Israel, the situation that they were in, and that one should be defeatist and lazy and whatever else. Um, also from the benefits he mentions is that Al-Khawf Al-Tabi'i there is a natural type of fear that exists in humans. And if you have that natural fear of others from the creation, this does not make your Iman to be deficient. Nor does it cause your Iman to stop and end. And so this is like for example there were situations in which Musa al-Islam he was fearful, and that fear that he had was a fear was a natural type of fear in which a person fears harm that can come to him from you know from either other humans or some animal or something that's why if a person is scared for example, of being stung by a poisonous animal or being harmed by any type of beast or something or even by other people who might attack him, to have that fear is not something that means you are a weak believer. That is a natural type of uh, 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 feeling, which is there for your protection. If you don't feel, scared, you know, if you if you don't feel, then you won't. If you don't feel fear, then you're not going to take measures to protect yourself. So this is what the Sheikh says. This is al-khawf uh, at-tabi'i. This does not negate iman, nor does it cause it to end. And this happened to the prophets, as we see with Musa Salaam. Also, from this that we take from this is that iman increases and decreases. Uh, we see in when Allah said to the mother of Musa as min This was when the mother of Musa as was always was almost about to reveal that she was the mother of Musa as accidentally you know, without without realizing. So Allah made her firm and said, "Litakuna min in order that you may be from the believers. But she's already from the believers. So how can he say How can it be said litakuna mu'minin, that you may be from the believers? This means that we may add iman to your already existing iman. So this is another evidence for the increase of iman. This is Surah al Qasas, Surah twenty-eight, verse number ten. Also, from the benefits he mentions is that that even though a servant he knows that wa al qadar is true that Allah has decreed things and that the promise of Allah is definitely going to take place, even though he knows all these things, then still he must not neglect taking the ways and the means right so even though you believe in al qaa al Qadar and you know things are at the appointed times, it does not mean that you don't take the ways and means because everything is by way and by by the ways and means so for example. If you are hungry, then you do not say that if Allah, well, because Allah has already decreed whether I'm going to, my hunger is going to be removed or not. Then what's the point in me eating? I won't eat. If my hunger is going to be removed, it will happen. This this is faulty thinking. Rather, the hunger can only be removed by asbab, by ways and means which Allah has created. Therefore, you must eat, in order to remove your hunger. And similarly, entering paradise is exactly the same thing. For a person to argue well if Allah has decreed for me already whether I'm going to go into paradise or not then there's no point in me acting because you know this is false it's it's similar to saying that if Allah has decreed for me to have children I will have children so what's the point in me getting married So no sane person thinks like this right you can only have children if you get married Likewise, you can only enter paradise if you are upon tawheed and righteous actions, and likewise in the worldly affairs as well. If Allah has decreed riches for you, those riches will only come to you if you work for them. If you work for them and put the time and effort in, right. So this is in relation to al-qada al-qadar. It is the Sheikh mentions that it is a must that you strive in the asbab, meaning in the ways and means by which things are. Achieved or uh, you know acquired. Also, he mentions how uh, one of the additional forms of tawassal, of seeking nearness to Allah, of Wasila to Allah, he says that just like we make the to Allah by way of His names and His attributes and so on and so forth, likewise, we can also make the by acknowledging our weakness in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. By by mentioning to Allah our poverty and our need of him. This is so normally we hear that there is tawassal by way of his names and attributes, the by way of the dua of a righteous person, tawassal by way of mentioning one's own righteous deeds that he did that he did in the past. These are three that the people of the Sunnah mention. So here some scholars also mention another one, and they say another way of making tawassal to Allah is to acknowledge to Allah your poverty and need of him. And this is taken from one of the many supplications of Musa Salam where he said, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khairin fakir." O my Lord, I am indeed in need. I am in poverty. With you know, I'm in need of you, with respect to any goodness. So he admitted he was fakir to Allah azza He was in poverty, in need, and so this is one of the ways of seeking deenness to Allah in order to have needs. Fulfilled. He also, also that we take from the story, there's a lengthy, I don't think we'll have time, he goes on to discuss miracles and things of that nature, so I'll, I'll leave that point because we are short for time. Um, from the benefits he mentions here, benefit number 28, from the greatest type of punishment of Allah upon a servant is that he makes him to be an Imam in evil and one who calls people to evil. And from the greatest benefits upon a person is that he makes him to be an Imam in goodness and a caller to goodness who guides other people. So he said about Firaun, what is about Firaun? <laughs> We made them imams, leaders calling to the hellfire. And yet he said about Musa salam and Bani Israel, وَجَعَلْنَا هُمْ yahduna bi Amrina. We made them into leaders guiding by our command. So the greatest punishment is that he turns you into a caller, you know, a caller to falsehood and evil and sharr. He makes you an imam in that. And the greatest favor and blessing is that he makes you a caller to goodness. And also from the benefits, this story here is a sign of the truthfulness and the prophethood of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, these very stories which are mentioned, because this information could not be known except by way of Allah. So we see many ayahs. So as the story of Musa is told, we see many statements such as Wama Kunta Wama kunta you were not by the side of Atur when such and such happened. Wamaakunta Bijani Bil Garbi Eid Khadina il Musa. You were not by the, the you know the the Western side when we revealed to Musa. Womakunta uh Woma Woma womakunta Thaiyanfi ahli Madian and nor were you one who was residing amongst the people of amongst the people of Madian. So here it says clearly that you were not here, and now you, you were not there, no, you're not there, meaning this information is coming to him from Allah. You're not inventing this from himself. Right? So this is a sign that the Messenger of Allah is a genuine Prophet, a genuine messenger, because of these Akbar, these reports, and these news, this information which is coming to him. Also, from the benefits that we take from this is that any person who remains in obedience to Allah. And he seeks aid from Allah, and he sticks to meaning he, he puts trust in the promise of Allah, he knows it will come, and he hopes in Allah's reward, then Allah is with him. Allah will remain with him, and anyone who is with Allah, then he will have no reason to be fearful of anything. Because in the story of Musa al Islam, what did Allah Jil say to Musa and Harun? He said, La Takhafa. La تَخَافَدْ Do not fear. إِنَّنِي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَىٰ Indeed, I am with you, I hear and I see. And so, so anyone who is like this, then Allah is, is with him. And likewise, um, another benefit is that the punishment of Allah falls upon anyone which ha- who has two characteristics. إِنَّا قَدْ إِلَيْنَا الْعَذَابَ عَلَىٰ مَنْ كَذَّبَ Indeed, it has been revealed to us that the punishment is upon the one who كَذَّبَ وَتَوَلَّىٰ Anyone who makes takzheeb, he denies the messengers, وَتَوَلَّىٰ and then he turns his back, the punishment of Allah befalls on the likes of these people. And likewise we see in another part in the Qur'an, لا يصلها إِلَّا أَلَّذِي كَذَّبَ وتولى. No one shall burn therein in the fire, meaning the fire, except the wretched one, the one who kathab wa tawalla, the one who rejected, and then who turned away. Taqdeeb, to make taqdeeb, and to turn turn away. And uh, so this is the, that benefit, so the punishment of Allah always falls upon these two characteristics. And finally, that as Allah says in Surah Taha, in the story of Musa al-Islam, la لَغَفَّارٌ لِمَنْ تَابَ wa وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا ثُمَّ احتدا. So on the one hand, the punishment of Allah falls upon which two qualities? مَنْ كَذَّبَ وَتَوَلَّى The one who makes taqzeeb, the one who turns his back. And the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah comes upon which attributes? There are these four attributes. Number one, لِمَنْ تَابَ The one who makes tawbah, which is to turn to Allah, to leave off what he dislikes to turn away from that and to turn to allah that's toba so the one who uh, uh, made toba liman taba wa and the one who believed had iman meaning the one who believes in everything which he is informed about by the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. He believes in Allah, His names, His attributes, the angels, the books, the messengers, the last day, al qada wal Qadar, and all of the things that we've been informed about, he believes firmly in all of that. He has Iman. Number two. Number three, Al-Amr al-Salih. So this is all of the righteous deeds of the heart, of the tongue, of the limbs, and so on and so forth. And finally, uh, the, the fourth quality that was mentioned, thummahtada, the one which means the one who continues to seek guidance, who remains upon iman, is always looking for more knowledge, for more guidance, and looking to increase his faith and increase his iman. So the person who brings these four things, then this is the one who is promised to receive the forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal, and that's why we see as. As Rahimullah explains that why did Allah in this ayah why did he use the word wa inni La laghaffar ghaffar is an emphatic form that is related to action that i'm that i always continuously repeatedly and it's emphatic as well has mubalagha why was that it was this name that was used in this particular particular place Whereas we know that Allah Jalla is also called Ghafir, the one who forgives, Ghafur, the one who is you know forgiving. Here is Al Al Ghafar. Right? So this particular name in this place is suited to the to the to the message that is being uh, conveyed. So uh so these four the Sheikh says, these whoever completes these four ways, Toba, tawbah, iman, which is action, and continually pursuing and seeking guidance, then this is, he will receive the forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal. And so this is what uh, As-Sa'adi, alhamdulillah, mentions uh, amongst the many benefits he's extracted. We mentioned only maybe ten or so of them. And so with that, we'll conclude our lesson here at this point. And this concludes our series as well. And um, inshallah we'll start on something new the next time that we, that we meet. And with that, we'll conclude our lesson. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين